Uh, is this thing still on? It's been a while. This show's been on hiatus for a couple of months. I told you that Doug and I were going to put something together, the likes of which you had not ever seen before, and I still plan to do that. But it's not going to happen in the immediate future because I've got bigger things on my plate right now. So what I wanted to do was, well, something. And uh, Doug and I started talking, and he said, Hey, um, hey, remember the Deeper Thought podcast you did a couple of years ago? Doug and I decided that we could go through some of those episodes. Over the next several weeks, several months, you're going to get access to what you previously weren't able to. Hopefully, this little provocation will help you sell something that you haven't sold before. And uh, stay tuned for these episodes as they drop week over week. I think you're going to take something away from them. I know you're going to be entertained by them. And uh, I just, I can't wait to talk to you again real soon. My name's Jeff Bajoric, and my career in sales has been a hell of a ride. And I want to bring you along with me. If you prefer to sell things at a premium, if you never want to win a deal on price, rethink the way you sell. Welcome back to the Rethink the Way You Sell podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Bajoric, and today... I went back into the vault and and I got something that I recorded initially a couple of years ago for another show I had called Deeper Thought. And I thought this was important because it relates to what we've been talking about, about top performers having the ability to focus, having the disciplines that it takes to do the work you need to do, having the boundaries that you need to have in order to make sure that that discipline is pointed in the right direction. And I was in the gym and I had a thought, which is a pretty regular place for me to have thoughts. And, you know, I recognized that there was something that came up that I thought sounded really good that I thought I'd like to pursue. But I realized if I really would have put too much into it, it would have taken a lot of focus, a lot of effort, a lot of my resources away from my bigger purpose. And I think sometimes things sound really good. Oh, yeah, I want to fill in the blank. I dream of fill in the blank, whatever that is. But we have to make sure that those things don't distract us, that they don't become shiny objects that take us away from our real purpose. You know, that thing that you've spent a lot of time thinking about and deciding upon. And it's not that that big purpose can't change or be modified over time, but you really have to you know, separate between what sounds really, really cool and what is something I really need to pour my efforts into. So I'm going to share this with you today. Um, I hope you take something from it and I'll be back in just a couple of minutes. There is such thing as having too many whys. Whys like prospects need to be focused on in order to come to fruition. In order for your why to become a reality, in order for that prospect to become a customer, you need to be diligent. You need to be focused. You need to put in effort. And the purpose for why that is your why, I'm sorry to keep using that word, and why that prospect is someone who could be a customer is really, really important, right? So you've heard me talk about what 
your why is, what my why is. You've heard me talk about the importance of focus on this podcast and on others. And um, I, I think it's important because it's important to talk about the idea that you can have too many goals or too many objectives um, because there are so many worthwhile purposes out there. There are so many worthwhile pursuits. There are so many things that will make us feel good about doing them. But when there are too many things that you could potentially feel good about doing, you end up doing so many things that you can't do any of them well. And that goes for multitasking. That goes for your passion projects too. Earlier this week, I did, um, you know, I went to Orange Theory and it was a benchmark day. Um, it was a, the one mile benchmark, basically a time trial on the treadmill. And I had a pretty good idea. I could have looked it up. I didn't. I, I remembered the wrong number is what I did uh, for what my time was uh, last time. And I set out to beat it. And so I put together a plan. It's like, okay, if you're going to do this, Jeff, let's do this, right? And so I um, set a plan to beat my former time of six minutes and 19 seconds, which actually, as I found out later, was six minutes and 23 seconds. But regardless, I beat it. And I ran a mile in six minutes, 13 seconds. And as I went and, and thought back, you know, race strategy is different on a treadmill. Okay. Um, I don't need to get into that, but it, it's really like, you know, if you go out there running on a track or something like that, you have your split times and you can feel how you feel and you can get out there. Anyway, on a treadmill, you're kind of setting the pace for you. You really just have to stay upright on a treadmill. And what I realized after the after the race, essentially, was that I could have been under six minutes. That seems like a really cool thing. It seems like, you know what? I would love to say that about myself. I'd love to say that I'm 41 years old and I can still run a sub-six-minute mile. And I said, I'm going to do that next time. Okay, great. But for what? And then I started thinking, well, what if I was the 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 41-year-old guy or 42-year-old guy by that time that could be 530? What if I could run a 5-minute mile? Now you're talking about some serious moving. And you know what? I could. I could train. I could train. I could lose 20 more pounds. I could be super fit. And I could say that I was super fit and that I had run a five minute and 30 second mile. But is that really going to drive me? Is that really going to inspire me? I'd say I'd like to be 20 pounds lighter than I am right now. But then there's the whole thing about doing that and how much it would disrupt the lifestyle that I lead right now that I actually kind of like. I like eating what I want to eat. I you know, make some modifications. I don't eat everything I want to eat because I'd like to be able to eat what I want to eat for as long as possible, right? But like, you know, there are a lot of things that I could do, but I'm just not that passionate about it. But the ego wrapped up in being able to say that I could do those things sometimes makes those passion projects, if you will, or at least those projects seem a little bit more attractive than they really are. And what does that do? And what's the point of this episode? What that does is it takes your focus off the stuff that really fires you up. Is 
being able to run a five minute, 30 second mile is being, you know, 20 pounds, 25 pounds lighter than I am right now. Is that actually going to help me inspire more people? Is that actually going to help me be better at sales? Is that going to be better at helping me train salespeople, coach salespeople, coach executives? Is that going to help me better understand how to get inside the minds of the people that I need to inspire and help them achieve the things that they need to achieve, help them find their whys? No, it's not. So while it's nice and while there's some particular uh, quality of life, uh, you know, things tied to my physical fitness and my own mental health and my sanity and my own, you know, my, my physical health, certainly, right? And, and the legacy I want to leave for my kids. I don't need to get crazy with it. I don't think you do either. So you've got your why for your home. You've got your why for yourself. You've got your why for work. And then you've got maybe a charity that you support. And you've got maybe a friend who needs some help or maybe you've got you know some community service that you do or you've got some work that you do with your church or your temple or your other religious affiliation whatever that is and and you've got stuff that fills you up but if those things don't lead up to your your big why if those don't all serve your bigger purpose they're not really helping you they're distractions so don't confuse a distraction for a why just because it sounds good. I could run a five minute and 30 second mile on a treadmill. I could train myself to do that, but it would be a stunt. I could get back down to 180 pounds again, which I haven't been since high school. Which I would, would like 180 would not look good on me, right? I don't think I'll be 180 again until I'm like really old <laughs> and or sick, right? Like that's not a healthy weight for me anymore. I could do it, but it would be a stunt. Wouldn't be sustainable. So are the things that you're putting your energy behind, are they sustainable? Are they leading up to your bigger purpose? My bigger purpose is to be known as, recognized as, referred to as a quality human being. I want to be a good husband. I want to be a great father. I want to be a great friend. I want to support the people I love the most in what it is that they do. I want to help them achieve things that they didn't know were possible. Because I love it when that light bulb goes on. I love it when that light bulb of inspiration goes on. And everything that I need to do, everything that I need to put real focus on, has got to be leading up to that why. So, is taking care of myself going to lead up to that why? Of course it is. Because longevity and sustainability are very important. Do fancy metrics and, you know, I mean, nice Instagram posts really help with that? I don't think so. Not that much. So think about what you're trying to accomplish. Think about what you're trying to do. Think about what gets you out of bed every day. Think about whether you have to do it or you want to do it. And think about why you want to do it. And don't get distracted. Because... 
it doesn't help anybody to say, oh, this is my new passion project, unless it's something that leads up to your ultimate why. Thanks for indulging me today. Um, This sounds like an episode for another podcast that you may have heard me on, but uh, I think this is the place for it here because this is just, this is something that's kind of popped into my head really over the last couple of days. And and I think um, it requires a little bit deeper of an examination. And uh, I'm glad to have shared these thoughts with you today. And I look forward to talking to you again very soon. Are you focused on too many things? You know, the the top performers that I work with, the top performers, particularly my colleagues, I look at them and I see a complete alignment between what they are trying to do and what they're actually working on. And it's one of those things where it's so inspiring when you see it. But if you don't know to look for it, you can't often recognize it. So, you know, When you take a step back, when you think about all the things you've signed up for, all of the things that you're committed to, are they all helping you to accomplish that thing that you said you wanted to accomplish? Or are you getting a little shiny object syndrome, looking to be helpful, looking to be kind, and and maybe getting distracted from the things that only you can do? Because the the way to really be successful, and not just at work, I mean in life, is to spend as much time as possible helping people in a way that only you can, can help. It's hard to find, but once you find it, it's really easy to recognize, and it's so fulfilling when you do. So think about if you got rid of some of those shiny objects, how much more energy, effort, resources you could put into that big why if you will, and think about how much bigger of an impact you can make. Thanks again for spending some time with me today. I will talk to you again very soon. Rethink the Way You Sell is a Pot About It production. It's mixed and edited by Doug Branson, with music by Blue Dot Sessions and Doug Branson. This podcast is masterminded by Jeff Bajorek.